Okay, guys. Um, we're going to start by um, reading our passage um, in 1 Peter. Uh, well, last time we met together, this um, like the, the formal teaching, um, we finished off our series in Luke. Um, we were just looking at um, Jesus and how he related to the outcasts. Um, and in this new series, we're going to be looking uh, at aliens. <laughs> and we'll dive into what that actually means a bit later. Um, so let me read our passage for us. This is uh, 1 Peter chapter 1, um, verse 1 to 12. I'll probably just read actually 1 to 9. That's where we can focus our time. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who are elect exiles in the dispersion in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, in the sanctification of the Spirit, for obedience to Jesus Christ, and for sprinkling with his blood, may grace and peace be multiplied to you. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to his great mercy. He has caused us to be born again, to a living hope, through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith and salvation of your souls. Now let me quickly pray for us. Lord, we do just thank you that we can be here after a busy week, Lord. We just pray that you would calm our hearts and minds and as we just come under your word that you would grow us, Lord, that you, your spirit would be at work in our hearts, that we might grow in our knowledge of you and our love of you and seeing what you have done and just seeing your truth in the word, Lord, and letting that affect our lives. I pray this all in your holy name. Amen. So as I was saying... We are now in a new series that is aliens. Now, what we mean by aliens is not the sci-fi gray men who come from space, mess things up, and the U.S. Army gets into a hiss of it. Um, no, we are not talking about those type of aliens. But there is a similar reaction <laughs> to these aliens. These aliens are actually... The elect exiles that we saw here um, in verse 1, these are the people of God who actually are in this verse, they're living in a place that is not their home. But for us Christians today, we are also living in a place that is not our home, and that is earth. We actually belong to heaven. For those of us who call ourselves Christians and believe in our heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, now the question for you guys, 
and you can answer this. How do people react to aliens in movies? Could I have a few examples? <laughs> One over there. Thank Run you, Ella. Sorry, what is that mission? Run away. Run away? Yeah, oh, that's still small scale. Kill them. Kill them. Kill them. <laughs> Nuke them. Well, actually, in some movies, they're actually trying to be friends with them so that they can use them to develop the technology they have. Yeah, <laughs> but that's still manipulation, so yeah. it's not very nice. Yeah. Yeah, so, <laughs> in general terms, the way we see people react to aliens especially in movies, it's hostile. And even in our world, we know the term xenophobia all too well in our country. Just the reaction that people can have to people who they feel are not their own. And this is a violent reaction. Um, and I think we can all know actually what it feels somewhat to be on that side. Because um, we have all felt like outsiders at times. Um, especially maybe uh, in a friend group things split up a bit um, you become an outsider to friends you used to have or you could just be an outsider to the cool kids the sporty kids uh, the kids who are good at video games <laughs> or even just those who are prettier than them. it can be Many different, there are many different examples, but we all know that people are being outside. Um, and that's what it really means to be an alien. So here in our passage, Peter starts this letter pointing to the Christian's identity um, that he is writing this letter to. He called them elect exiles. So we've already just kind of discussed what exile means. That is just Aliens, living in a country that you don't belong in, feeling like you're out of place. And the first part is also very, very important. They are elect exiles. This word elect simply means that they have been chosen by God, elected by God. And this is great. This is uh, something that was promised beforehand um, in the Old Testament. Um, and we see that this comes to fulfillment. Um, well, it came to fulfillment there um, when Peter was writing this letter um, in Jesus. And it is true for us still today. Um, and because of this, them being chosen and Jesus actually coming and dying for them, and them accepting this in, his heart, in their hearts, um, we see in verse 3, uh, in the middle of that, according to his great mercy, he caused us to be born again to a living hope. So this identity, actually, of being chosen brings about a new change, a new life, being made new. Um, and this is a great responsibility on us with our identity changed. I'm pretty sure all of you can actually identify with this, maybe, with Slowly, as you grow up, you get more and more responsibilities. As you change, uh, your roles change. And it's similar here, being born again under God. And there is still actually a great comfort in this because they are not alone. 
Because if we look um, further on in the passage, verse 5, we see, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for salvation. They're not just saved and being born again and being left alone, but God is actually there. He is protecting them. He's shielding them, literally, like a mother hen, like just tucking over a little, a little bird. Just that sense of comfort and of being held and shielded from everything outside. But then there's also the responsibility, as I was saying um, earlier, of just that that change actually comes. There is change with the faith. There is something that we need to do. It's our response. Our response should be faith and resting in its comfort. So with this, um, Peter is just reminding them of their identity, of them being changed. And if you are a Christian today, you can hang on to these words as well. You can hang on to this comfort of being in God's will, being shielded by Him, and this change of responsibility of our response of faith. And then Peter moves on to address the life of an exile, an alien, and that is a life of suffering. I'll read for us again um, verse 6 and 7. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold, that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. We all know very well that suffering uh, is a part of our world. Um, all we have to do really uh, is look at the crisis we're in now, um, the brokenness of nature, uh, with COVID just ravaging the world and destroying many lives, uh, infecting many people. Uh, we just see that um, when we know of people who die close or close to us, we see that in the brokenness of our relationships at school, our relationships at home that comes can sometimes be strained. And suffering is just a part of the world. But suffering is also it's a part of being a being outsider, being not where you are meant to be. And now, this is can be hard. Um, we see many Christians persecuted around the world still today. And at the time Peter was writing this, there were also many Christians being hunted down and killed. Um, it is something that is devastating. But it doesn't just end with Peter saying, there is suffering here. It has a purpose. The suffering <laughs> is here actually to to test our faith um, and to actually grow us to yeah, as it's saying, to refine us like gold. It's and this this suffering that basically tests and grows and challenges our faith um, is being used to the glory of God. 
and yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> well, it's just an example of yeah, just God's grace and that this suffering has a purpose. It's not just random, like many people might believe. You might have friends who are atheists or nihilists who just think that the world just goes as it goes and nothing actually has any meaning. But yeah, Peter is encouraging them that this suffering that you feel that is intense, it has a purpose. It is to test and grow your faith and to result in glory and praise of God. And that we can look forward to time when suffering will not exist. We will rejoice. Uh, there will be, we will be saved. <laughs> um, Jesus will return. And we can trust in him. And this growing of a faith is something that we don't have to do alone. Because um, Hebrews um, 12 verse 2, we see that Christ is actually the author and perfecter of our faith. Um, we are not doing this alone. Just like um, yeah, we were talking about how God actually shielding us. Also, Christ works in us and protects us in growing our faith. We are not alone. And now, I want to challenge you tonight. Where do you fit in, actually? Do you feel like an alien and a stranger in this world? Are you an alien? Do you, are you one who stands out, who often gets rebuked, or has, sometimes has heated arguments with people, uh, people say, no, if you're not, if you're not willing to join us in doing this, you're not cool, you can't, you can't be a part of the gang. Or are you someone who actually just fits in, goes with the flow, just lets the current take you where you will, I think we, we can all say we definitely do fall in with current and just going with the flow. But where does your identity stand? Have you ever really um, actually come to God, put your faith, put your identity in Him? Has He worked in your heart? As aliens in this world, as Christians who believe, we do not belong here. We belong in heaven. Um, and the Bible calls us to be in this world, um, be great lights in this world, but not to be of the world. A great illustration I once heard is, is like a boat. A boat that floats on the water um, and goes about its business and it works that way. But when the water spills over the side and fills the boat up, the boat sinks. And that is just a, a perfect illustration of just how we, if we are in this world, uh, and if we are on this world, uh, we will sink. Uh, yeah, and this is a, this is a great comfort for those of us here tonight who actually believe in God. We have this faith. We have accepted Jesus as the Lord and Savior. The elect exiles, the aliens of this world. 
So do take comfort in this, that God is with you, and that Jesus is author and perfecter of good faith. And I do realize that also, there may be some of you who aren't in this situation, don't. You are not an alien. You do not believe, maybe, what has been said here. But maybe there has been something that has been stirred in your heart. Maybe you do feel that um, you have questions. What if suffering does actually have a purpose? Um, when what Jesus has done, maybe it is of great importance to me. Um, and if you do have maybe questions tonight, yeah, come up to one of us, one of the leaders. We'd be happy to have a chat with you. And yeah, and I'm going to end us there and pray for us. Let's bow our heads. Lord, uh, we do just thank you for what you have done for those, for your chosen people, Lord. What you have done on the cross that is open for everyone, Lord. Jesus dying on the cross for our, our salvation. We do just thank you that this world is not pointless, that you are in control and that you use suffering for your glory and to grow us. We thank you that we can look to a future where there will be no suffering. We will rejoice and praise you. You will return and take us to be with you wherever and ever. And then our Lord, I do pray that you would really comfort those who do believe in you tonight was to hold on to you and just trust in you, Lord, the author and perfect of our faith. Lord, I do pray for those who are perhaps struggling with these beliefs, Lord, struggling with your word and the truth that we find here, or those who have maybe for the first time had questions, have been moved, Lord. I do pray that you would work in their hearts. I pray that you would shine your lights of truth in their hearts. I pray this all in your holy name. Amen.